Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's newer. And as promised, we have Donnie and Chelsea on the one half each of I Am the Cute One, the cutest Can't, of them all. Can't two get of my rid favorite of us. cuties. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, like, I haven't watched, I haven't recorded a Potomac episode in a little bit because. Uh huh. But also, I I just got caught up on Beverly Hills and Miami today from last week. So, and the re I'm saying this because there's only two things I want to do. I want to watch Salt Lake City and Traders, and then I want to record with you guys and my Mm -hmm. brother. Like that's it. I don't care about any other podcast content. So I'm glad you're back because I wouldn't have been recording any content if it wasn't for you two. Oh, well, that's sweet. Well, thank you for having us. Where do we go from here? What a really fun episode to round out the series. <laughs> Before we start, just a, a warning to everybody. Please take all sharp objects, forks, knives, pencils. <laughs> keep them away from you because we might make you want to stab yourself in the eye or the show might make you want to stab yourself in the eyes. Indeed. Guys, I have a question. Who do you think is dumber, the cast of Traitors or everybody on the couch on this show? Hmm. This show, for sure. <laughs> well, what season of Traitors are we talking about? If we're talking about season one, it is a it is a tight toss-up. <laughs> season two, we have Salt Lake City winning by we a landslide. Really, we really could have used Kate Chastain's season one of Traitors energy. Like, have her just show up to Salt Lake City and start, like, chucking shit off a mountain. Take some <laughs> of those, like, pirate decorations from the back and just cause a scene. Give us some entertainment here. I mean, truly, I I think, like, we sort of touched on this um, last week, Chelsea, you and I, but I genuinely think that there's a a – Everybody is on this. Everybody has a, the same job, but they think that their job is different than it is. 
Like mm. either they all got different um, job descriptions, but their title is exactly the same, or like they just didn't read their job description. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a choose your own job adventure in their minds, and they don't realize what show they're on. No, I think maybe Bethany's right, and they do need to unionize because they need to be comparing <laughs> packages that PR gave them upon hiring. Yeah, I, or like they just like I I mean I think here's the thing. They're narcissists. So yeah. it's like I think they all just think far more highly of themselves than they than they are. Like and it also doesn't help when you have gay politicians quoting them in fucking Congress. Uh, Thanks a lot, Donnie. Don't get me started. <laughs> get gays out of Congress. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> It also doesn't help when every single person on that couch is yelling at the same time and truly no one, including Andy Cohen, is listening to anybody else. Like we could have gotten the same amount done if they all just didn't come up to set, just sat in a chair in front of a mirror and yelled at themselves Mm -hmm. for 45 minutes. Exactly. And I think – a big part of that is whenever something big happens in the season, Andy thinks that's the only thing we need answers about. Like, we don't need to know what Heather knew and what Meredith knew going into it or any or timelines. There is information we find out. Like, clearly things do not add up. But everyone is just so focused on yelling at Monica the whole time that we're at a loss here. Yeah, and it's just it's it's very I don't know. I'll get to it, but I have so I have a I was watching this episode with a different view of or a different perspective of what is actually happening, and that's because I had convinced myself that Jen, that Heather is doing Jen Shaw's last bidding on this television show. She like, is. Did you see Watch What Happens Live? I, I only saw the one little clip where she was saying something like, I hope that Jen is happy that I ousted Monica for her. Yes. Why? <laughs> Why is that your takeaway after all of this? Like Lisa at least played the game a little smarter where she said, this happened to us for the past three years and then you kept it happening to us. Like that's at least a through line that I can semi get behind. Yeah, even that, I'm like, we're going to need to figure out what you mean by that. Because she keeps saying saying this. Like, I went through this for three years. You think I'm going to do this again? I'm like, went through what? (laughs) Like, can you explain that to me? Like, and I'm sorry, but there is this, like, and maybe maybe I am giving them too much credit, but I, or maybe not enough. I don't know. There is something about these women looking at another brown woman who's sort of moves like Jen Shaw and just being like, you're the exact same person. Uh And I do believe that Monica has Jen Shaw tendencies, but it's almost like it's so blatant that like even at the end when Whitney's like, I'm just so triggered by you. It's like, "Mm, I... I don't know. There just seems to be some sort of like a you were burned once by a person who kind of looks like her. And now in your mind, it's like every person who ever even reminds you of that person is no longer a safe person to be around. And I'm like, baby, that's racism. (laughs) (laughs) Little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like going back to Heather on Watch What Happens Live, that comment 
quite literally tells on herself. Mm -hmm. Like the whole idea that these women are like, you remind me of Jen Shaw and we're not going through this again, while simultaneously defending Jen. And I understood Monica's frustration by the end being like, nope, I've said everything that I'm going to say. Nobody's listening to me because Mm -hmm. it was just so wild to see like, yes, again, she's duplicitous. It is kind of diabolical to have this whole other life. But at the end of the day, she was a whistleblower. And Mm -hmm. it was wild to see the mental gymnastics the other women were doing to make it seem like she was the one talking shit about them. And yes, did she need to be reposting it a thousand times a day? No. (laughs) But at the end of the day, she was reposting what Jen was saying about them. And they literally kept filming with Jen uh-huh. Until the moment she went to jail. Yes. And yes. And brought her to things even before she went to jail. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> okay. So we open up this episode with Andy saying that Meredith has been giving him the stink eye. And I think that Andy just caught astray because Meredith has been sleeping with her eyes open. <laughs> She's a shark. She never closes them. But I love this corporate boss version. It's like a passive aggression, uh, it's a passive aggressive version of. Like, you'd be so pretty if you smiled. Because he's like, Meredith, are you mad at me? You've just been glaring at me. And that was his constructive feedback to be like, bitch, smile. <laughs> he's him being like, perk it up, sister. Because- Time for those uppers. Come on. It's 2 p.m. Somebody slap Meredith. <laughs> There's a they there's a game segment and they talk they show clips of Lisa freaking out about makeup, the, who's gonna kicked off get kicked off the wagon, the hand churned butter, blah blah blah. Anyway, they come back to it and they're like, you know, it's just like it's so weird because when they're talking about like fun and games and all these things, the camera literally like when when the girls are laughing and stuff, the camera never goes to Monica. And I think it's because Monica's sitting there the whole time being like, is this the fucking Twilight Zone? Like you all just yelled at me. And like, I genuinely don't understand Lisa being like, I get makeup done every day since 2019. Like, oh, okay. So since you became a reality TV star, like, no. <laughs> but can I defend Miss Barlow for a moment. You do it all I the time. Forgot. Go for it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want to circle back to those comments on the Mormon church from last episode. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, I thought about it a little bit more. And there are black Mormons. <laughs> um, but no, but when she was talking about like, I literally can't see to do my makeup, I – I don't know. I think I men in blacked myself and I zapped this memory from my brain. Do we not remember when she was scheduled to go on Watch What Happens Live and she couldn't go because she accidentally put – she mixed up her eyelash glue and her nail glue and she put nail glue in her eye and she had to go to the emergency room? Was that her or was that somebody else? I swear it was her. I feel like that's something Kathy Hilton did. <laughs> hmm. Potato, potato. (laughs) I might be mixing metaphors here, but I really do feel like. They're both two women that believe in glam and diamonds until the day they die. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What do you think about Monica's Lisa Barlow impression? I thought it was really good. Yeah, she's been practicing. She's a fan. I love it. Again, all the reasons why these women feel like she's not worthy of being on the cast are reasons I feel like she should stay forever. Like, she's done her homework. She's practiced the impressions. It's showtime. Yeah, and then Lisa is low-key, like, 
She's it's like you're you're a fan. Like I can take pictures of with you at BravoCon, but like how dare you come on to my show and do my impression in front of me? Also, it's really good, but like fuck you for being so obsessed with me. But then also Monica's like, I'm not obsessed with you. It's actually a really easy impression to do. But I also want to be like, but Monica, you are a little bit like you know that Lisa Barlow is a ridiculous person who like we all like love in her insanity on this show so like as a fan it's okay to say that like you're not impressed with her but you do think that doing her impressions is funny yeah Yeah. and that's what i hate whenever we again get something big like this where the cast is against each other because there's never any ebb and flow like they just have their opinions of someone and that's the only way they play it the whole three episodes but like you do get joy pretending to be Lisa Barlow. Say it. Yeah, it's <laughs> hilarious. And she's so good. Yeah. Um, do you think I'm, Meredith? I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I did a bit of fact checking. If you're a listener and you're coming over to me and Donnie's podcast, I am the cute one. Don't get used to this because we do not fact check. Now, can I remember where I put my keys, my social security number? Absolutely not. But did I remember that on February 4th, 2021, this is a direct quote, Lisa Barlow got into a sticky situation recently that landed her in the emergency room. So she did, in fact, put nail glue in her eyes and I think that is a perfectly reasonable sometimes you have to outsource you got to delegate and after that situation I would hire someone to do my no but Chelsea that's two years after she started having someone do it every day so that means a professional did that to her now that's sabotage they should be looking into that person what burn book does that person have yeah Someone on Twitter, you know I love to talk about what's happening on Twitter. (laughs) Someone on Twitter. Someone on Twitter. The name of Donnie's autobiography. (laughs) Posted a picture of uh, Heather at Watch What Happens Live yesterday and said, she looks good. I wouldn't fire Tanisha either. (laughs) (laughs) She does look really good. Um, But I think she needs to cool it down with her cheek filler. She's starting to look (laughs) a little crazy. Well, Tanisha doesn't do that. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's he- that's Heather's own business. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Monica's suing her <laughs> and didn't pay the bill. Um, Mary is still with us at this point. Mary oh, does God. a Whitney impression. <laughs> thank Jesus. Yeah. And thank Mary. <laughs> One in the same. <laughs> <laughs> Mary does a little Whitney impression, and I did love it. Me too. <laughs> They were all good, except for Angie's Monica impression was not the best we've seen. No, it was Angie's Meredith impression. That's what I meant. Yep. Yeah, of course. It's the same person. Um, (laughs) We talk about Mary's body shaming. Do you think that she body shamed Heather at Watch What Happens Live? Yes. but What was the implication there? Like, what was she trying to do? It was just, and then it's just so weird because, like, Mary's like, I didn't mean that. And then Heather's like, okay, yeah, thanks, Mary. And it's like, Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, wait one second. This woman has called you inbred, okay? (laughs) To your face, okay? Multiple times, okay? And she body shamed you, okay? Um, And like, I get it. Mary says this like one sort of like sassy black ant thing, right? Where she's like, oh, the only, you're shaming me because you look so good, right? And Heather's just like such an easy mark. She's like, oh, okay, thanks. Thanks, Mary. It's just so weird to me because it's like you go on later on this episode crying, crying about 
Monica obnoxiously resharing and tagging them about something Jen said about Heather. But it's like, you're here, you are being like, yeah, I forgive Mary for calling me inbred and fat. Like, <laughs> no bigs. I think it's because they know. Mary is not having a fight with anybody. Like, Mary is just yelling things. And if you get upset by it, then you're fighting with Mary. If you let it roll off your back, it's really nothing serious. The words don't even really make sense. They might not even be spelled right. Like, they're just truly whatever alphabet soup is coming out of Mary's mouth (laughs) is being stuck to the wall. So I think at this point, they've probably been there seven hours Heather just wanted to yell at Monica and tell her she's a street rat or whatever she called her. I don't <laughs> excuse know. me. That was Angie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Excuse me. We'll get to what Angie says about her later. It's <laughs> hilarious. Ugh. I. OK, so then they ask Whitney, like, are you afraid of Mary? Right. <laughs> and like Whitney is like, no, I'm not afraid of Mary. I'm just afraid of disappointing her. And again, I think that there's something here about like these. There's something about Mary. <laughs> no, <they're in> the- <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> but um, Bob, hey, we got to insert some laughs somewhere here because I was again fork eye very close. <laughs> so there's there's just something about like okay, so obviously Whitney and Heather both belong to the Mormon religion and a fundamentalist part of Mormon religion, much of which is built on a lot of racism that they recognize themselves. They were on or a lot of racist rhetoric and everything like that, right? There is something about the way that these women move around Mary mm. that feels to me like it's not so much that they're afraid of Mary or afraid of pissing her off. It's that they don't want to be labeled as white women who do things to make a black woman angry. And it doesn't necessarily it just doesn't read as authentic because I feel like like I don't know. It's like. You're afraid of being yourself because the real version of yourself is likely going to offend this woman of color. You know what I mean? And it's almost in a similar vibe to how they function around Jen. Now, Jen was also a criminal mastermind, Mm -hmm. but there's just something there about like these like church ladies, because that's what Whitney and Heather were for their entire lives and how they function around certain women and like how they're almost like because they do so much of that around people like Jen and Mary that they like unload and unleash on Monica. Does that make any sense? I think so. Yeah. But I also have to say that because it's my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know that makes sense. But I also think there is an element with Mary and maybe this is my own projection of my experience with like kooky ladies that are hard to like understand what's coming next like Mary is so wildly unpredictable that I think that there is a level of like they are constantly trying to get her approval and sometimes they see little glimmers of it and it gives them this like false hope and like dopamine hit of like oh I'm in with Mary and then she immediately calls them inbred or stupid or little girl and so then it's like oh we're back to like trying to win her approval again. Because again, I go back to last episode when Andy said, who on this cast do you like? (laughs) Every woman scooted forward on that couch and looked at her (laughs) eagerly. Like, I do think there is an element of like, because Mary is just open about the fact that she fucking hates everybody but (laughs) Meredith and now Monica, everybody else is like, but what about me? And I think that they have been let down, specifically the church ladies, uh, Whitney and Heather. I feel like they have been let down so 
much in their life and also been ostracized so much mm -hmm. that they, even though like on paper, they're like in the in of this cast. I do think there's this element of like when there's somebody who's just open about not liking you, <laughs> it makes you want to try harder when you have those deep, deep wounds that those ladies have. Yeah. And I think Heather and Whitney both have a case of the nobody can hate us. Like they don't want to be disliked by anybody. Uh -uh. Like they mm -hmm. deeply want validation from every single person, even if they're absolute cunts to them. <laughs> Heather's still like, shout out, Jen. I hope you saw what I did. Do you like me now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want me to send you some money over to commissary? Like, come on. <laughs> They say bye to Mary, which really sucked. <laughs> Me too. They kept being like, yeah, Mary, you brought so much comedic relief to the show. And I'm like, yeah, her comedic relief that she was, she was making fun of all of you. Yeah. She was making fun of all of you the same way Monica did on Reality Bonties. Okay. Oh, what if Mary created a burner account? <laughs> I would love that. I would love it. Mary went on Twitter straight up and said, yeah, and she's racist. And by the way, can we just talk about that tweet for a second? She said that about Whitney after Whitney took a picture with fucking Jenny Wynn. Uh -huh. So like, <laughs> I like that Bravo just pretends like that woman did not exist. <laughs> like, Bravo's like, racism? What racism? There's black Mormons. Like, they're <laughs> like, ugh. Anyway, ugh. we go to commercial and then we come back. Oh, God. And it's Bermuda and reality Von T's time. And my very first note is, does anyone here know how the internet works? <laughs> no <laughs> even andy andy's like no wait a minute well, well i don't understand what's the difference between tagging and reposting and who <laughs> andy don't act like you are not on instagram all the time right like finding bottoms <laughs> <laughs> i love that andy cohen has truly never in his career been more serious than turning to monica and saying Monica, are you reality Von Tees? It's like, this is the most like serious tone Andy has ever produced in his life. I am raising my hand because your impression of Andy sounded like Regis Philbin, which is hilarious because that's what circles Don it comes circles. Donnie said Regis could host. Did Donnie say it or did you say it? That Regis no, Donnie, could host Donnie. I talk about Regis every day of my life, so I'm sure it was me. And if it was Chelsea, she stole my bet. It was not me. It was Donnie. I don't disagree. I think the ghost of Regis would do a phenomenal job. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine Regis? But I mean, I don't have to imagine Regis asking. You just did it. Monica, for $1 million, are no. you reality bondies? Yeah, try to be Andy. It sounded more like Regis when you tried to be Andy. Yeah, oh, when you right. tried to be, be Regis, then, you, you like sounded like Donald life? Trump. Would you like to use a lifeline? <laughs> it's so weird because you said that. And in my head, it was like a boom, boom, boom. Like that music in the, <laughs> the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> Ugh, we talk about the internet. We basically, the first they do like a tutorial about like how Instagram works. They're like, Instagram is an application. It used to only be allowed, you only were allowed to post one picture at a time. There was like six filters. <laughs> then it changed up a little bit. Later on, Meta bought it. They made reels. Like they really went into the whole thing about uh -huh. like how Instagram worked. Now, what I have to say is hilarious. And, like, you guys get it. Like, we get it because, like, we've talked about blind tagging. 
Mm. And like, we don't, like, I don't do it anymore, but I did. Back when you start your Instagram account, there's a lot of blind tagging, okay? Mm-hmm. So hilarious that Andy just pops open his phone. He's like, Monica, I got tagged in a lot of these <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but Monica, yeah, it sounds like reality bounties was just, I mean, we know that it was annoying because we all got tagged in her post too. Yeah. yeah. Constantly. But I think that this, okay, I do stand by my conspiracy theory. I do stand by the fact, and she kind of alluded to the fact you guys were big fans and I wish we had gotten more of how she knows they were big fans of the account. But I think baseline, even the fact that they are showing that they were tagged in these posts over and over and over and over and over again that had to do with Jen Shaw and all the shit she was up to, it already proves their biggest fear that they knew more than they said mm-hmm. they did. By yeah. them admitting like, oh my gosh, I was getting tagged in this shit all day, every day. It's showing, so you knew what was going on. You chose to ignore it. You chose to continue to film an entire next season with her and you're still doubling down on this like idea that you were so blindsided by this behavior how could we have Mm -hmm. ever known while simultaneously somehow saying that you knew about the behavior because she was abusing you all along (laughs) exactly no that's this is exactly the problem and that is why i lead to the fact that like i believe that this is like heather's like last straw of like this is the this is the deed that she needs to do to like break the curse of jen sha on her soul you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if she does this, she'll finally get her voice back. Like, this will be the thing, right? <laughs> and, like, it, there's it just – Heather doesn't – Heather keeps harping on the fact that it's – the problem is not what Jen said. The problem is that it was publicized. And I think, again, it she's mad about the fact that the world – she's mad about all the things that you just said, but also about the fact that the world knows that Heather's a fucking loser. Like, yeah. And and it's weird because she wants to hide the fact that she was a loser, but like you said, also say I was a loser that got like abused, and so I'm not a loser. I'm actually a victim, you know. Right. But it's like, so well, you, losers can be victims too. <laughs> it, it, it's so strange because, I mean, obviously, and this goes back to my conspiracy theory, but like, it would make sense if there wasn't a behind the scenes. We don't want shit to get out. We want to discredit this woman. And also we think we're better than this woman and she shouldn't be on the show. If that didn't exist, it actually would have made Heather and the shit that comes out later in this episode, it would have made her look better to align with this whistleblowing account and say to Monica, like, hey, it was hurtful to see and be reminded of the fact that Jen was a horribly abusive friend and I was stuck in this toxic friendship friendship and it was really triggering for me to see that and be reminded of that day in and day out but now looking back I recognize that we were both victims this was a whistleblowing account your intention was to get the word out that this charismatic good time gal giving you giving everybody sweatpants and tumblers is actually a piece of shit behind the scenes and then it would have been an opportunity to be like I too was a victim and mm-hmm. here is how it played out for me but instead it's like this attack against Monica because how dare she tell everybody how bad Jen was to me when I was trying to hide how bad Jen was to me. Exactly. It's like, I think it's also this thing where like Heather's like, I want to play the victim, but I also want to be the one to tell my story because like 
how dare you out me up out the fact that I was being abused by this person, which I sort of understand. But I think the only reason she wants to like control that story is because she cares about how sh- how stupid she looks. She wants to lie. Well, yeah, that, yeah. There you go. That's a yeah. nicer way of saying it. Also, what she doesn't <laughs> care about um, is saying the T slur often. Often. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Her and Lisa were playing badminton with it. It was going all over that couch. <laughs> toss, toss the tea slur, they were saying. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. Because I watched it uncensored. It was bleeped on Bravo, but it was not on okay. Peacock. Peacock yeah. was like, bingo, bango. Like, we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to say all the words. Oh my God, I just. And it's so funny because when it cuts to Reality Von T's, like text, <laughs> it actually shows that when Reality Von T's tweeted it they posted it they censored it they didn't actually right write the word uh-huh <sighs> oh. it's so funny because she says it multiple times she's like you posted that multiple times every single day and i'm like you said that word many many times just yes. now yeah you know i didn't know this is hey guys time to be vulnerable i didn't know that that was like an offensive thing to say until mm. like 10 years ago maybe well, I think the meaning of the word, like many things from the 2000s, we got new language that was more inclusive and less derogatory. But it yes. was at some point it was a I mean, we watch a lot of Adam Sandler movies. And let oh, me tell you, God. Yeah, you weren't exactly. the only one that was maybe <laughs> well, me and Adam in, Sandler. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was on Will and Grace all the time. And that was oh. like network television. Yeah. Must see TV even. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, they show the clip of them in Bermuda and Heather telling everybody that she got a black eye. And this time I noticed Angie's face in the background when Heather says that Jen gave me the black eye. Angie is not surprised. Mm. Angie kind of like shrugs her shoulders and smirks. (sighs) And like we're, you know, Meredith probably just waking up and Lisa always upset and Whitney Mm -hmm. always confused. They have like n- real reactions, but Angie's the only one who doesn't. And then remember, like before Jen went to prison, there was like that clip that was going around of like Jen like screaming at Angie outside in the street somewhere. I mean, it's like one of like thousands of clips like that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so, was there a know- horse-drawn carriage, or did my mind make that up? <laughs> I mean, they weren't in it, but like I think one was passing them. <laughs> it was actually a scene from Enchanted. <laughs> They it was when I was playing the Oregon Trail, actually. <laughs> Jen died of dysentery. <laughs> uh, so, but I feel like Angie was like very much in on, you know, the Jen Shaw abuse of it all and like the Jen yeah. Shaw nonsense. And so Angie did have this look on her face like, yeah, of course, Heather, like we all knew that like <laughs> type of a thing. Right. And it, I don't know. It, 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 all of that reads to me like, again, like Heather is just bringing this up to somehow tie it, tie her black eye with being trolled on Twitter or Instagram. And it just doesn't make any sense. No, because she's saying like, this woman abused me. Can't you see how hurtful the words sh- that you posted that she said how hurtful that was to me. Like, it doesn't make sense because by her speaking out, and yes, she was, if this is all how she's saying it is now, which I think it was, like, then yes, she's the victim. 
So then wouldn't it make sense to align with the account that was pointing out all of her problematic behaviors? Like her pointing this out isn't proving Monica wrong. No. No, up until now, I was under the impression that to make it look like it wasn't just a Jen Shah attack account, they made like, not fake ones, but things that don't mean anything. Like, basically what the burn book was. Like, Jen Shah's doing this, and it's real. Jen Shah's doing this, and it's real. Heather's a fat Shrek. Whitney's a stupid biatch. Whatever. Like, just to have this is a Salt Lake City hate account, not just a Jen Shah one. You know what I mean? And yeah. then when we saw what these posts were, and it was literally all Jen Shah quotes, like it looked like a stage play. Like it said the line <laughs> and then said, dash, Jen Shah. So I, was like, <laughs> I was like, why is everybody mad? I really don't get it. No. They, Monica brings out this burn book. What do you guys think about the burn book? It's a flop. And actually, it's more than a flop. It is... Uh, okay. So Johnny has just put his hands together in prayer <laughs> like he is about to enact a one man play. He says Arch- Archangel Michael will save us or whatever. I was so excited it was going to be <laughs> I was so excited it was gonna be the messages that reality Vontees got from these women I that know. said, Well, like on February second, Heather, you said this about Lisa, whatever. And on February fourth, Lisa went to the hospital for <laughs> yeah. eye glue. Yeah. <laughs> But it wasn't that. Instead, it was like a shot-for-shot recreation of the Mean Girls burn bug. It was so corny. So corny and unnecessary. And Do you think it was a plug? Yes, (gasps) that is what I'm getting at. Because the cast of Vanderpump Rules also made a burn book. Not on TV, though. They did it as a commercial, like you do. Um, (laughs) They made a burn book to plug the new movie. So I think... Bravo or Peacock, whatever, has like a connection to Mean Girls, the movie. So I think much like we'll find out later that Monica was an quote, industry quote, plant working for, uh-huh. you know, much like we found out later that Monica was quote unquote working for the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is also Monica working for Mean Girls slash <laughs> in that like she's like, I'm just going to throw this at the wall and maybe if I get them some promotion, they might owe me a check. Like, I think that that's she like She's Renee Rapp's unpaid intern now. <laughs> Well, listen, I do that all the time. When I went to Mean Girls this weekend, I told, first of all, I posted it on, I posted it on social media, this word, but I also like told friends, I'm going to a Mean Girls event. No, I'm not. I'm just seeing it in theaters and then going to Margaritaville after. That's not an event. I didn't know that. Donnie. Thank you, Nora. Yes? Uh, This is the first I'm hearing of this because even, and for anybody listening, this week, our next next week's episode of I Am the Cute One, Donnie talks about this Mean Girls event. <laughs> the way you describe it is like there was a pink carpet. Well, there was a pink carpet that literally anyone at the movie theater, even if you're seeing freaking Cloverfield 4, you can take a picture with the it. The carpet like it's at the next movie theater to- was pink. <laughs> no, no, they have one of those like cardboard cutout things you can take a picture with. It's going to be step and repeat, grow up. No, it's not. A step and repeat is not cardboard. You grow up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a recreation of the burn book and when it says you can't sit with us there's the picture cut out and you're allowed to pop your head in worse Donnie you should have gone the step and repeat describing is like a king's dominion prop yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> to put his hands in <laughs> no, 
a guillotine or whatever. It shackles him. It's not about a guillotine. (laughs) You told on yourself. What is it? (laughs) Low brown? A guillotine? Oh god! Oh my god! All of this is better than whatever that burn book was. Uh, that Monica. It's horrible. I told you, Nor. I wanted to come, and I gotta tell you, I'm sitting with two big old blue balls after this episode. <laughs> yeah, and you did, and we are not gonna fake it. I did <laughs> laugh that Heather was so deeply offended by the burn book. She was like, "We're not gonna do this. This is this is embarrassing. No, we're not. We're not gonna do this." I'm like, Heather, come down please lisa did the same thing before it was open do you think that they thought it would have heavier stuff in it i think think they thought it would be real receipts yeah i think their heart sank right into their butthole and they were like what's in that and that is i'm so sad monica's not coming back there's a moment later that we'll talk about that made me so sad she's not coming back all over again but the fact that you really, if this woman brings out a burn book, you really don't know what she's capable of. You don't know what could be inside is just proof she is made for reality TV. Yes. 100,000%. Absolutely. It could have been a what's in the box situation. It could have been somebody's head, you know? You need to watch that movie and diddle because you are you need to get it out of your system. Know, All I'm, you say, the past the week she's been saying what's in the box. I literally sent Donnie a voice note earlier today where I just said, and then in the box, what's in the box? It's like a, it's like a vocal tick at this point. What's in the box? You need to get it out of your system. <laughs> I can't. Why is um, that in your head? Because uh, we talked well, about it once two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I did a voiceover because one of my on my Instagram stories, somebody's uncle got mad about pasta. And so uh, it's a whole thing. Just it was a journey. And then I did a voiceover to what's in the box, but it was wins pasta night. And then now ever since I can't stop. Here we are. You um, I'm going to give you a month for each thing you become obsessed with. OK, what day are we on for this one? You can have until the end of January. OK, That's tomorrow. I- it's very close. <laughs> well, that's my point, Nora. Can't wait All to right. discover what's next. February is a real treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy does try to talk some sense into them and says, like, in trying to expose huh? Jen – you hurt their feelings, but didn't Jen do all of the hurting of their feelings, right? For uh-huh. she starts to like talk sense to them. And then this is where, you know, they're like, no, but it was on national television and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but let's not pretend like the first two and a half seasons of or three seasons of Rehusas of Salt Lake City did not happen where Jen Shaw every season would have a fight with somebody because she posted something about somebody else on Instagram or on Twitter or something. So it's like you're mad about – Again, about Monica calling out and telling everybody what Jen was up to and what she said about you guys. And it's almost like – I think it almost – I don't know. I almost feel like maybe – and this just like came to my head. Maybe they felt like Monica coming on, she's going to just say – she's going to believe those things that Jen said. I'm so sorry. I I was just about to yell out what's in the (laughs) box. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Nor you were just in the middle of such a like important thing, and I I'm so sorry. It it's was not very important. Thought. It's about 
reality Monty's. So I think if you scream <laughs> what's in the box, it would be totally appropriate. Fine. But yeah, I feel like I don't know. I just I feel like they're so fucking stupid that like if he says that they're like, no, we're just upset. And then <laughs> Chelsea can't stop. Chelsea's had to mute herself. <laughs> She's crying. She's crying. I think she had to mute herself so she could say what's in the box to herself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm focused now. I'm focused. So Andy says that, but then later on, he's like, you know, it confuses me that you are confused about why they're mad at you. Oh. And I was like, Andy, shut the fuck up. I hate him so much. I want to make a burn book, but every page will just be him with devil horns. Um, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, the the message about Heather looking like Shrek that came mm-hmm. up with Reality Vontese. Was that aired at the first reunion too? It like was, I feel... It was aired on the second reunion. But for a message from Reality Vontese? Uh, I think so. Donnie, wow. I think this was a revelation for you, but like this was... It was a known fact that all of this was oh, Jen okay. talking about people. Because... And maybe it was because I was blind tagged 65 mm. million times by this reality Von Tease. But yeah, it was... It's so weird. And there was a moment... You're right, Nora. There was a moment where I was like, okay, Andy is going to like make everybody realize what's actually happening He never here. does. No, he never does. He always... It never... It's like he starts it and then somebody starts yelling and then he's like... Okay, well, I guess people are yelling now. He does not take control of a situation. He no. doesn't take control. I think he has low patience and he wants to go home. He wants to wrap the night up. So he doesn't poke new bears. He just lets the bear that's already poked be attacked more. Like, yeah. there are so many questions I want Lisa Barlow to answer. And yes. he just fully ignores anything he could ask her. Well, also, Lisa Barlow is so fucking annoying. Because she keeps yes. fucking every time Monica tries to talk, she just starts yelling. Yeah. Um. But Lisa does ask one good question, which is, do you do you want to be our friend or do you want to be on the show? Mm. And it's so funny to me because I'm like, Heather says that the re- the only way you can be on the show is if you are our friend, mm-hmm. right? So she's mad about the fact that Monica is not their actual friend or pretended to be their friend just to get on the show. So it's like if a requirement to get on the show is to be your friend, you can't get mad at a person for trying to get on the show by trying to be your friend. Right. Like, do you not understand how stupid that sounds? Yeah. And (laughs) no, they don't. That's the problem. (laughs) None of them ever realize how stupid it sounds. But it's also it just it just kept going round and round and round and round and then they kept moving the goalpost. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you know, it is Super Bowl season and Taylor Swift's boyfriend is playing, so a goalpost, you know, sports. Super Bowl season. But, but I but like they kept moving it because anytime there was anybody who was like like Andy saying, like, it seems like Jen said all this stuff. And you can see his wheels turning of like, oh, Jen said all of this and she was reposting. Then they change it to like, well, she's she was stalking her. And then it changes to like, but our families were hurt. And uh-huh. it's like they just kept – there was never going to be any resolution because they all came to that couch with the mission of like this will be her last film yeah. event. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So they talk about Jen getting allegedly stalked. These are the th- – this, these notes are so fucking random. My notes say Snoop Dogg, Jen security system, eat a dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. That uh, could be a haiku. 
So Lisa says that the reason why Monica knew about the Snoop Dogg thing is because Jen, this is so fucking twisted. (laughs) Jen had a security system put into her rental and Jen had requested Monica put the security system in her name. Now, I think that Monica's ex-husband was like a handyman, Mm. right? So I think he may have assisted in setting up the security system. So Monica did have access to Jen's security system. It's possible that she heard that conversation that Jen was having and Lisa's like, oh, it's because you used to go and listen to her security system all the time. How would Lisa even know that Monica did that if she wasn't in conversation with people who like are Jen Shaw camp people? Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And they start getting into this whole fight. But this is where Monica loses me because Monica's like, it was my system. It was in my name. So I could like log into it. And I was like, whoa. And this again, what makes her that what makes her such a wild housewife is she lies about the dumb shit and she tells the truth about the stuff <laughs> she should be lying about. Uh-huh. Like she lies about stuff that does not matter. And then she's like, well, yeah, yeah, I was spying on her house. <laughs> yeah, I was listening in on her conversations. Yes. And then she's like, no, I wasn't stalking her. I was working for the FBI. Okay, <laughs> you know? this is so funny. So she says, and I felt bad for her because they're like, Monica, Monica, they're like, Monica, why would you stalk Jen? And she's like, because I was a witness. So, and they had said that if I got any information, I could get it to them. And so they were like, what information were you getting? And they were like, in case she was drunk driving. And the reason why they all start cackling and is like, I think the reason why they're all cackling is because they're like, we all drunk drive. Like, what's the big deal? But also because – like, I'm drunk driving right now. (laughs) (laughs) Take me to the moon. (laughs) And so – but, like, I understand their point because they're like, she's a felon. Like, I don't think – I don't think they care if felons, like, drunk drive. But I also understand what Monica's saying, which is I'm sure that the FBI said to her – Hey, listen, I've watched enough Sopranos to know how this works. Yeah. Okay. If you see Jen doing a thing and you can submit that information to us, we can get pay you money. So that's why she's like, Yeah, I sent it to the, I work for the FBI and they owe me a check. <laughs> I love uh-uh. Monica being Harriet the Spy with her little binoculars. I love the fact that she was gonna do extra credit. She was told if you can submit anything. She was like, yes, I will be driving in multiple disguises, some more problematic than others (laughs) outside of Jen Shaw's house. Imagine the big reveal was that Monica was that Greek Easter bunny that was haunting people (laughs) outside of their houses. Like that was her latest disguise was just standing outside of people's roll down windows. I would love that. (laughs) If if Jen Shaw had ever done one of those like prop invitations, it would have been Monica in the suit for sure. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Um, Heather said true detective show just about Monica (laughs) yeah exactly Um, yeah they were all like why do you care What again this is a moment where Andy was like hey why do you guys care what Monica did against Jen what's the big Mm -hmm. deal and then Heather starts going into this whole thing about how reality Von Tees ruined her experience as a housewife I was like I don't understand and this is where I get to the point where I'm like I think that you think you're on a different kind of show that you're, than you are uh-huh. actually on. And I I had this thought later on where I wouldn't be surprised if before um, Heather became a housewife, if she was one of those people that like uh, 
and listen, I'm not saying this like it's a bad thing because I do the same thing. She was definitely one of those people that read like every single Bravo blog post Mm -hmm. and commented on stuff. Yes. Uh And so I think that there was a time when Heather herself was like, maybe a little bit of a troll herself. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I think that's why she's so like deeply triggered by all of this. And like, I think there's a lot of like Mormon sin guilt, like pouring out of her. And that's why she's so angry at Monica because- Really, she's probably angry at herself. I would love to find like Mormon gal one two threes Reddit <laughs> history from two thousand nine. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Because it's a known thing, and that's what's so funny to me that she is now on her high horse about Monica and being a fan and all of that. Is like there is documentation of Heather years and years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. like tagging Andy Cohen and being like. Salt Lake City, I would love to be a housewife. Like, she was a Bravo fan. Yeah. So it's just so interesting to see now this, like, I this is ruining my housewives experience. And I'm not – this is this is not to say that Bravo fans don't need to chill the fuck out because, hey, I will be the first on the picket line of, like, chill the fuck out, Bravo fans. It's a TV show. However, there is something to be said of like you are the Bravo celebrity and you can put your phone down also. Uh-huh. You don't yes. need to be chronically mm-hmm. online. That leave that for the plebes like us. You know yeah. what I'll even teach her? I can teach her something. Oh, she God. needs to live like Beyonce and just oh, block God. people. I <laughs> this is what I I'm not allowed to say anymore after January. I what do you call the word? Like <laughs> Nobody knows what you're trying to do. You're Chelsea does. Formulate. No. <laughs> Whip up? That's me churning my butter. Oh, um, I, it looked no. like you were jumping rope. I need more <laughs> clues than just you looking like you're twisting your own nipple. <laughs> so Chelsea knows what I mean. Nipple grab, I, nipple grab. I blank my feed. What's you the, curate your feed. Yes, I curate my feed. <laughs> so it's a very <laughs> Feet. <laughs> I gotta see where this goes. Where, I blank my own feet. No, I <laughs> I curate my feed so that I very much live in a bubble on Twitter. Like the only people yes, that are on know. my page, <laughs> people on Twitter that I'm about to block just said. No, yeah, I block anyone on Twitter with a different opinion than mine. And I think if this account and like, is that the way to live? Maybe not. But if this account is literally tagging you a hundred times a day saying like, you look like Shrek, <laughs> you you are a T-slur, maybe that's the account you're allowed to block, Heather. Yeah. Right. And, and you should have blocked have You can have one of your assistants. You For your mental health, yeah. you block the account and then have one of your assistants be like, hey, I need you. Your job is to make sure Monica's not stealing from Beauty Lab anymore. <laughs> and also, I need you to be keeping tabs on this account. And if something comes up that I need to know about, you need to text me immediately. Yeah. There's no need for you to be like looking at everything because then – in this own argument, you're implicating yourself that you knew more than you said you did about mm-hmm. Jen Shaw. Exactly. Yeah. And about reality bondees. Right. right. Yeah. Um, Lisa and Heather basically blame production, and Monica says that she had told production and casting about this account. And Andy's like, mm, I don't think so. What do you think is the truth here? Because we're looking at a bunch of pathological liars on this stage. I absolutely think they knew, production knew, Mm -hmm. and I think the reason that Bravo decided to air it in the reunion is now that if 
Monica does an Instagram live, they already painted her office like crazy old Monica. If we had anything to hide, we wouldn't have aired it. But if they didn't air it at the reunion and Monica did a live and said, I brought it up at the reunion that they knew and they edited it out, then mm-hmm. it looks like Bravo was hiding something. And oh, I think them purposely God, so showing funny. the juxtaposition of the email, like what mm-hmm. she said she sent versus what she did send was Bravo's equivalent of what the ladies have been doing of like, we're going to discredit the fuck out of this lady so that anything she says, we can't say it's true because look at her. What a wackadoodle. She's outside of Jen Shaw's house wearing an Easter bunny costume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Delivering boxes to Chelsea and then Chelsea says, what's in the box? Stop it. You've just reinvigorated me for 17 more times this episode. Uh, I I cranked up your what's in the box (laughs) (laughs) over there. You're like a little bunny. You're a bunny in the Easter Easter <laughs> bunny costume. <laughs> Turn the key. And at some point, that key's going to snap and you're going to say, what's in the box? <laughs> uh, the show um, has broken us. <laughs> we talk about this Greek mafia rumor mm. and Monica takes no ownership about the DMs. But Angie is so fucking delighted to be the center of attention. She's like, okay, now it's my time to talk. But Donnie talks about this type of energy all the time of people who never get attention, who get married, and that's their one time to shine, become the biggest bridezillas. This was Angie's way. I love her. I love her so much. She's like, it's me and fuck you if you wear white. I will ruin your next 16 years. (laughs) I wanted to note that – Meredith takes no ownership, and Lisa, (laughs) Heather, and Whitney are suspiciously very, very quiet. And I Mm. do believe that there is a possibility here that Meredith actually was the person behind these rumors and these DMs. Like, because especially of the way that these women reacted in Bermuda, Lisa Barlow lost her fucking mind on that, Mm. like, what is it, pontoon boat that they were on or whatever that was. (laughs) You know, like they were, she was losing it. She was like, You're a fucking liar, Meredith. You're a liar. You do this all the time, Meredith. Like they had an entire season of Meredith dragging Angie slowly <laughs> on the side. And suddenly they're like, Yeah, that was also reality, Monty's. I'm like, I don't think, I don't think that one was her. <laughs> I feel like Meredith, I 100% agree. And I feel like Meredith kind of told on herself, and I'm jumping ahead, but at the end when they all say they're like, you know, rose and thorn or whatever, mm. Meredith is like, and my prickly bits are. It's like Meredith <laughs> Meredith finally woke up. It was like, oh, I've, and the uppers have kicked in. It's time for me to say six consecutive words and get that check. But she's like, my prickly part is having an off-camera conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, are you admitting that this was fucking you and Monica was just the dingbat who brought it on camera? Uh. That's the thing. They're all so stupid. I'm telling you, like, I don't know who is dumber than or the, the cast of traitors. Because, like, they're so stupid. It's so obvious. Yeah. But Angie goes on a rant. She says, they came from my business and my family. Monica says, don't you discredit small shops. <laughs> Uh. And then at some point, Andy turns because then it's like, well, I my business suffered too. And then Andy turns so earnestly. I mean, he was really going to win me over between the the 
real, like, give it to him with the reality of Auntie's question. Then he turns to, to Monica and goes, did they come after your swaddle business? <laughs> <laughs> like, so earnest. <laughs> You know what could help with that? New shipping. So people, when they open it, can say, what's in the box? Jesus. (laughs) That one's on you, Nora. That one's on you. Yeah, I told you. I cranked the key, and there it is. It just popped. (laughs) Anyway, Monica and Angie start fighting with each other. I don't really know what's said, but. Monica Who calls does? her a low brow fucking rat, and no, Angie calls Monica a low brow fucking rat, and Monica jumps at this. She's like, "Did you say brown?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, "You know what you are." And I was like, "Let's talk about that." Yeah, um, tell us a little bit more about how Angie's a little bit racist. I mean, no surprise. None. <sighs> They're all scre- while they're screaming. Heather has still had her phone out because she was showing them all the texts, and I think that at this point she's doing like that morning's like Wordle. She's like, "Oh, I forgot to. I got." She's like, "I think I got the New York Times connection today." She's um, like, "Wait, Reality Vontees just blind tagged me in something else." <laughs> <laughs> um, they have now the black eye segment, and it's mm. so dramatic because it cuts to like a black screen and like oh. the words. And I was like, "You don't have to. We know. We right. spent like a year and a half talking about the black eye. Like, relax." <laughs> um, but Heather mm. proves again that she's a loser, and like, I don't know why I wrote this down. She says I was watching this happening. Oh yeah, she says that after the black eye stuff. When the Monica stuff started rolling in, she was watching herself go through the motions again. And I'm like, but you weren't that nice to Monica. Like, it's not like you were like Monica's biggest fan or anything. Like, it's not like you were championing her the way that like you were championing a woman who literally gave you a black eye. (laughs) And then this is where I was like, fuck this white bitch. Okay. Heather is like, we find out that like there was all these investigations done, production was blamed, people could have lost their jobs. Uh And Heather's like, Yeah, I know, I feel really bad and I'm really, really sorry. It's like, (laughs) Oh, okay. What the fuck? How is this not worse than how? Because these are the same women who are like, We don't feel safe with Monica here anymore. Like, we we don't don't, know what she's capable of. We we can't believe production put us in this kind of a dangerous situation. Are you fucking kidding me? You got people probably fired. Like, these people that work in production, these PAs, like, they're not, they're, I don't, they're probably contractors. Like, Uh they don't have great, like, anything, and they probably got fired. Yeah. And like, but it's not even that. It's not before she even gets to the point of being like, I'm so doing the like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It, before we even get there, she tries to say, like, oh, yeah, I was, you know, my coping mechanism, I was using humor to cope. And, <laughs> and then Andy goes, I don't know if it was humor. And <laughs> it was just like such a like, what the fuck are you even like? Clearly, Heather, you prepared for this, you planned for this, and you're still fumbling the bag. Like, what are yeah. you even doing here? It was really annoying. She said, I will not fall for a pretend friend again. And I'm like, but Heather, aren't you a pretend friend? Like, yes. 
you've been pretending to be friends with Whitney and Lisa and Meredith this entire time because you make fun of them. You were literally a pretend friend with Mary. You went into her house, you made fun of it, and then you refused to admit that you made fun of it. Like, yeah. let's be real. You hate. You came on the show and you said you fucking hated Angie Kay because you went to high school with her and she sucked. Like, you're a pretend friend. You're everybody's pretend friend. And then she's like, yeah, she's like, I was funny and silly and I internalized it. And Monica is way worse. And I'm like, I don't I don't think so. You blamed somebody else. (laughs) You didn't just cover up for Jen. You literally blamed other people and you blamed like the safety of your you of your workplace. And you're doing it again. The weirdest part about all of the lies is like her lies were so fucking bonkers. Her lies were like. A, a two-year-old getting caught with chocolate all over their face and being like, I don't know, Spider-Man came in and then, uh, I don't know. Like, it's like, there is no, it's just so wild. And it's, and I'm not telling somebody how to like cover up their abuse, let me be clear. But like, it could have just literally, it didn't even need to be a storyline. It could have been, uh, I was too drunk and and I know it ended up getting to be like the cabinet. But if from the beginning, it was like a ha-ha, hee-hee, I was too drunk and I don't know what happened, then we didn't need to bring other people in. That would have been internalizing. That would have been really haunting that you were being that abused in this toxic relationship. And I'm not discounting what she went through with Jen, but also you can't just like casually ruin other people's lives to protect yourself and then get mad at somebody else for reposting text messages Mm -hmm. that ruined your life, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, she says at some point, if this is all, cause Andy's talking about the fact that like, yes, I get it that you guys are like so mad about the social media of it all. Right. Like Lisa keeps saying like, we went through this for three years. I think what she means is like the social media harassment, but what's hilarious is like they on their own fight all the time. Like Salt Lake city girls, Lisa, Heather, Whitney, and Meredith are constantly online and they're constantly tweeting. They live tweet every single episode. They're always online. So it's like even if there isn't a troll account that's saying shit about you guys, you all are saying shit about each other. <laughs> so like how is this any different? But Heather says if this is a part of the job, then maybe – and she's like dot, 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 dot. And I thought she was going to say then maybe I don't want this job. Instead, she's like, maybe it shouldn't be a part of the job. I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't think that you get to control that. Heather? Like, yeah, think- work on the Drew Barrymore show then, babe. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> <Stupid. laughs> <laughs> Go fluff pillows that Drew's going to sit on the floor on. <laughs> Let Drew stroke your face and paint your nails while sitting way too fucking close to you. Now her show got canceled, yeah? No. no. It's oh, it driving. Oh, my God. No. Driving. Tony, so she crossed that picket line and then Moon walked out of there. Then Moon walked back, said, never mind. Then the writer's strike ended and she said, now I'm going to terrorize more people. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I thought that, yeah, all right, never mind. Um, The episode basically ends with all of them going around and – giving Jen a message in prison. And I was like, what the Uh, hell is going on? I hate them all. (laughs) (laughs) And they won't forgive Monica. They just cannot. They're like, is there a chance? Andy, before he even gets to finish the sentence, Lisa Barlow is like, no. Like immediately. (laughs) And, And I genuinely think that like, 
if Lisa Barlow didn't hate Monica so much, I think that Heather would have maybe found a place to forgive her. But I think that Heather is so obsessed with Lisa Barlow that she will never, ever, ever do something to piss her off. I think Lisa Barlow always thought she was second fiddle to Jen in terms of like fan favorite. Like everybody talks about Lisa Barlow, but everyone was always talking about Jen. Then Jen left. I think Lisa thought she was going to be the lead. And then everyone was talking about this new bitch, Monica. So I think that is really why Lisa will never forgive her. It's not about what was on reality, Vontees. No. And Heather just kept saying, like, she wishes that she got a confessional from Monica. And I think, like, they're so Christian because that's all they want. Like, they're so obsessed with this idea of, like, if you just confess, then, like, I'll forgive you. That's, like, why Heather is even, like, confessing about, like, the black eye and, like, getting Uh all these people into trouble and all this stuff. It's like, well, I owned it. So now you can't be mad at me because, like, look how sad I am. And I think it's because of the fact that, like, Monica is a stubborn woman who is not going to fall for that shit and is not going to apologize for like wanting to, I mean, granted her methods were not right. Right. But like for wanting to like blow the whistle on this absolute lunatic, like Mm -hmm. that drives them crazy. They're, they just can't, they can't understand it. I mean, not to get, you know, sad and deep at the end of this episode. And I will circle back to, What's, What's in the, in the box? box soon enough? But it, I'm, I understood at the end, Monica just shutting completely down oh, yeah. because I feel like it must have been so hard for her to watch all of the women rally around Heather and support her and be like, we understand that what you did was not okay, but we understand why you did it. And we understand that you were a victim and you were being abused and what you did was not okay. And yes, you almost ruined lives and whatever, but like, we're so proud of you for coming forward now and owning your truth and taking back that power. And they're right for doing that. And like, I talk a lot of shit about Heather all the time, but like, it is impressive that she did finally, in in her own way, stick it to Jen. But it must've been so hard for Monica to be sitting there and being like, what the fuck? Like I literally was an employee who was having cell phones chucked at my head by this woman and you are going to just cast me out. Yes, exactly. It's like you, it's almost like they're like, well, yeah, we get it that you got beat by her or like you got cell phones chucked at by her, but Mm, you're a poor person, so you probably deserved it. We're not. We're her friends, and she chucked phones at us, and that's fucked up. Like I You think signed Don- up for it when she was going to be your boss. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, Donnie, I think you brought this up a while ago, which is that, like, they're not – they are only upset when things happen directly to them mm-hmm. and not <laughs> – something that happens to other people. Like, they have yeah. no idea. Like, empathy just, like, does not exist in their world. No. 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 Girls, Monica has said that she is stepping away, taking a break from the Uh show. Do you think that she got fired? Do you think that she put herself on pause? What do you think is going on? I think she got fired. Um... Maybe not because the women refuse to film with her. Like, that might be a part of it. But we've seen it before where they still finagled scenes. So maybe not that. I think she tattled on production. I think she put Andy in the burn book. I think she lied about the audition. He did. He was 
He was complimented in the burn book. Well, she said he fucked half of New York, so. And he said at least more than that. <laughs> okay, true. <laughs> um, So I don't, I do think she was let go, put on pause, whatever you want to say. Now, with that said, whether it's the production or the women or whatever, I do think these ladies are going to be in some trouble next year because... We've four years now, four years. If any of you were the star power here, we would have mm-hmm. seen it already. But you were behind Jen for the first three and then behind Monica for season four. So none of you are the Nini, Teresa, etc. of this cast. If you were, we would know by now. So we still are going into a new season with no lead. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chelsea, what are your thoughts about Monica leaving? Now, both of you did say that you were Monica's biggest fans, so. (laughs) And we will be having a fight to the death later to determine who is (laughs) supreme. I am super sad about it. I know she's a garbage goblin. I know she's a terrible person. I feel like there's so much left to explore about her. Mm -hmm. I feel like we could spend the first couple episodes rehashing this, but I truly feel like if the women – were smart, they would, which we know they're not, Mm -hmm. they would have her back. They would talk to her off screen and say, listen, we're going to give you, we're going to talk about it for a little bit. And then we're going to just let bygones be bygones and then let her become the villain for a whole nother reason. Like she's not going to yeah disappoint she and that's the thing is i think they forget that when you get rid of a villain there's gonna be another one so you want to keep the villain around because when the villain leaves i mean look around it's gonna be one of you on the couch absolutely absolutely and i think it's so funny like now heather is doing these like interviews where she's like you know monica and the reality von t stuff it like really tarnished the legacy of housewives and i'm like do you know what the legacy of Housewives is? It's like the mime behind like, you know, Giselle and Karen in Potomac. It's yeah. it's Lisa Rinna asking if people were doing coke in Dorit's bathroom. Right. Like it's, it's Sonia Ramon- Martin peeing her pants because she's laughing so hard that she's stepped in shit. <laughs> that Ramona shot. Yeah. Like it- <laughs> It's Ramona's shit. <laughs> That's the legacy. Like the legacy of Housewives is Teresa Judai's incredible hulking and flipping a table. I don't uh-huh. know what you mean by tarnish the legacy of Housewives. Like what television show do you think you're on? And like, and as a fan yourself, like, you know, okay. You know, you know how like we're always laughing about the people that are like, housewives should be fabulous and like they Uh should be rich and not blah 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 and all this stuff we're like shut the fuck up they're all poor it's obvious like they're all deeply in debt you don't join these shows if you're like actually really wealthy and we always wonder like who are the people that believe that this is like a fabulous (laughs) show and it's like oh heather (laughs) heather was that kind of fan like heather was the fan that was like i can't believe that they have you know somebody renting in a show or something like she was mad when like brandy joined because brandy (laughs) was like a poor person and you know (laughs) beverly hills so (sighs) you're right chelsea i got blue balls Mm, yeah yeah i do have to say i love the fact that meredith marks i mean to me she is a star just because she is in her own universe (laughs) mary cosby is filming in a closet with mannequins and meredith is on the moon truly (laughs) i i love in a bathtub in a bathtub on the moon i love that she woke up said a couple sentences possibly admitted to being the one behind the rumors of the greek mafia and then her storyline this season, my takeaway was 
Her storyline was churning butter. Yeah. Right. And taking baths. Like, that was taking it. baths. Her obsession with baths and butter. And you know what? <laughs> that's something to celebrate. <laughs> and that's something to aim for. Mm-hmm. And that is Housewives Living. <laughs> <laughs> that's the legacy of Housewives right oh, there. Beautiful. <laughs> Churning your own butter, putting it in nice packaging, and taking it to restaurants and having it served <laughs> to you. Uh, any last thoughts, kids? Please? Uh. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the name of the episode. And everyone's uh. going to be like, why? <laughs> why is this episode called What's in the Box? Well, if you'll you find hate out. Running, if you hate running bits that go on too long, don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <I love laughs> What do you have? What do you guys have going? I don't know what I'm saying. What do you guys have going on? Oh, funny you should ask. So on this Friday, if you're listening to this before Friday, January 26th, exclusive content alert. Yes, we are starting to put out two episodes a week. Ooh. On Mondays, we're going to cover old movies from the 90s or 2000s, the way we always have. But on Fridays, we're talking about pop culture current events. <gasps> I love that. Thank you. And it sounded that. like Lisa Barlow. <laughs> she, she creeps in from time to time. You know? um, I love that Lisa's, I love that all of their thorn was just like, we fucking hate Monica. Hey, <laughs> <Okay>, relax. <laughs> Monica's like, yeah, I hate me too. Like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Should I just leave? What the hell? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Get a grip. <laughs> Oh God! Do you think Heather is mad that the Barbie movie didn't <laughs> didn't get nominated for Best Director? <laughs> She's one of those people like angry about it. Not <laughs> as mad as Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and again, tune in Friday to our episode to hear our thoughts. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys for being here. I love you too. Love I you. love you too, like, you. like a sister. Oh. <laughs>